just love it how I uh, invite you to my house and tell you to bring alcohol and cash. And then I just get up here and take the microphone on the stage that we made ourselves. I could probably just not even, I could probably just stand up here and not even say anything. Or... I could, um, I could be the Sia of comedy and I could conceal my face, you know, like for the whole time I'm doing jokes. I could just do this. And I could tell jokes like this. Like, um, this is the one that my kids like a lot. Uh, why did the fart cross the road? To catch the bus. And now that I know you guys lack sophistication, I'm going to tell you about the time I was at the Atlanta airport in the bathroom, and I was washing my hands, and uh, the woman in the stall just really let it rip for like 30 seconds straight. And uh, it sounded like Chewbacca breaking up with his girlfriend. But I don't even know if Chewbacca's straight, you know? <laughs> but I'm not going to turn my back to you and tell fart jokes because I'm a grown-ass woman. <laughs> you guys know anybody who uh, says that all the time? Like if something happens that they don't like, like, oh, I'm a grown-ass woman. I'm not going to do that. I'm a grown-ass woman. And they just say it constantly. And what's funny is that that grown-ass woman is the same person who's probably, you know, wearing a shirt that she pulled out of her dirty laundry. I'm a grown-ass woman. She's, she's probably the same person who spends her whole life thinking that she has a big secret, but really, she just gets really drunk and tells everybody that secret, and then she forgets. But she walks around thinking she's keeping a giant secret. And, uh, I'm a grown-ass woman. Uh... This grown-ass woman, I guarantee you, she is an evil hoverer. And you men may not know that this happens, but it happens in the world, and you ladies either know it happens or you do it. <laughs> and these are the grown-ass women who, uh, at, when they go to use a public toilet seat, will not sit on it and not lift it up. But they will hover and they will pee. And then I'll go to use it, a person who's just kind of relaxed and not worried about 
dying because I sat on a public toilet seat, but then I'm going to sit on their piss. That's what's going to happen. And then I'm going to be hateful. So it stops tonight. <laughs> Men, friends, girlfriends, mothers, find out. Do they do this? Tell them to stop. And women, if you do it, Well, right, wipe it. Or just lift it up. It's not hard. It's not, you can't be rude and afraid and insecure all at the same time. Can't do it. Well, thank you for coming. We are uh, on the radio right now. We're being broadcast onto the internet. We're making a podcast. And we're doing comedy. It's all happening right now. And we have five comedians, four, five comedians tonight. So let's get started. Up next is Veronica Heath. Keep it going for Shannon. That was so funny. Good job. Thanks for coming out tonight, you guys. Um, I'm glad you guys are here. I feel like we should get to know each other a little bit better. So I'll let you know a little bit about me. Um, I'm the product of a survivalist who makes his own jerky, any animal, and, uh, and a makeup artist who loves getting married. <laughs> it's her favorite. <laughs> I remember like growing up and I had friends that were like, I'd go to their house and they'd be like, oh yeah, and I'd be like, what's that? And they're like, oh God, it's my mom's doll collection. It's so embarrassing. Or like, you know, they'd be like, oh my God, my mom collects spoons from every state. It's so embarrassing. And I'm like, Oh, is it? Is that embarrassing for you? My mom collects people, okay? And I have to call them dad, okay? So you're going to be okay. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm fine. <laughs> uh, I go to a lot of therapy. Uh, recently got a new therapist. I'm not going to sleep with this one. Um, I'm going to try real hard. Uh but this is the third therapist in a row that I've had that has suggested that I get a, a dog, like a therapy dog, so I can smile more and mean it. And uh, so I was like, you know what? You're so smart. All right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to get a therapy dog. I'm going to get a pug. Yeah, there's, either, there's always either one woo when I do this joke or none. So this is perfect. This is perfect. Because uh, now I can explain why that I want a pug. You know the way that a pug breathes? Okay, well, that's the way that I feel on the inside all the time, okay? All the time. Just, you know, just... I'm like, no, I know, I get it. I understand. I get you. Okay, that's why we're best friends. That's why we're wearing matching outfits. That's why we're going to go to the dog park today. We're going to get out of the house. We're going to be happy. And maybe, just maybe somebody will pet us. Oh, my God, somebody pet me. <laughs> so I'm getting a dog. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. I like to celebrate things a lot. Um... Oh, and actually, back to the therapy thing, I just started Zoloft. <laughs> My cats are so relieved. Um, <laughs> mommy's going to be okay. So uh, I like to celebrate things a lot, like birthdays or anything, right? So for instance, for my husband's birthday, I got an IUD. <laughs> and then for my birthday, he got a DUI. <laughs> and now we're getting a DIV. Oh, no. <laughs> there goes your marriage. <laughs> That's right. Woo! Done. Like, I'm not divorcing him because of the DUI, like, that happens. But uh, it's because he slept with somebody else, and then 
hold me. I don't need to know everything about your day, okay? <laughs> like, I went to Subway, I got your favorite sandwich. It was delicious. And when you came home, you still had a smile on your face. You know why? Because you didn't know, all right? I'm not advocating cheating. I'm just advocating, like, sometimes. But it is weird because, like, I was married for five years and I have six brothers. So, like, I'm used to being, like, a wife or a sister, you know? So, like, dating these new dudes, I'm like, hey, all right. Like, I'm just so used to that wife-sister role that, like, I'm used to saying things like, hey, your shirt's on inside out again, or get your finger out of there, you know? And then now I'm like, hey, take your shirt off and put your finger in there. I don't, it's just, <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I do, I, I think that, I can honestly say that I hate dating with the same amount of passion that my marriage was missing. So, it's a lot, I hope he's listening. Um, no, but it, yeah, like, I don't know, you like you go through these phases and then right now I'm still actually legally married, or as I like to call it, illegally single. <laughs> I'm not gonna apologize for that. <laughs> I think it makes me sound cool. Don't let these skinny jeans that I got from Goodwill fool you. I'm not cool. Uh, but yeah, it is weird. Like, you go through these phases where you're like, oh, who's single on the town now? Me. You know, and like, me and him are trying to be like civil because he is the father of my two beautiful cats. And, you know, we, we don't want them thinking it's their fault. You know, like, you did nothing wrong. We still love you. And now you get two Christmases. <laughs> uh, but it's like so weird because you go through these phases after and you're like, you're new on the town and you're bright and shiny or whatever. I don't know. And uh, and then you start to go through these phases of types of guys. Like for a while it was anyone with a beard. And then it was like the young 20-something that walks into my place and goes, wow, you have like a grown-up apartment. <laughs> oh, yeah, I do. Shit. Uh, you can put your skateboard over there. Um, I got burritos in the freezer. Let's do this. Oh, man. Oh, this is weird for me and you. Uh, when I, I don't know if you guys can tell, or like people, I've been doing comedy for uh, like nine years and I've been doing it all over the place and people always ask like, isn't it nerve wracking? Isn't it, does it make you nervous? And I'm like, no, life does. <laughs> like, I'm always like this. It's so much fun. And uh, so when I, I'm like, I'm single by the way. <laughs> I didn't mention that already, <laughs> okay? <laughs> this one. Uh, but when I was still with that guy that I married that one time, uh, he, he was like, hey, do you maybe want to try to calm down tonight? And I was like, yeah, what do you suggest? You know? And uh, he was like, I know how you feel about pot. Now, here's the thing. I have nothing against pot, but I had only, and if you can't tell by the way I'm speaking about it, I'm brand new to this. Because I did it one time when I was 16 years old, and I turned into the person you don't want to sit next to on the bus. You know, and I freaked out, and I was like, "Mom, how do you do this every day? It's it's so scary." You know, <laughs> am I allergic? No one's allergic. Uh, so I was like, "Oh my god!" And so he uh, he was suggesting pot, and I was like, "Okay, it's time to do pot. Let's do it." And uh, <laughs> so I did it, and I did a bong. <laughs> got real high, and uh, I got scared. But I was at home, so I was like, "Okay, everything's gonna be okay." Like, we're okay. Let's play a trick. So here's my trick for pot if you um, want to play it. Like, you don't have to be high, but it helps. Okay, so so make sure that your, um, your, your partner or someone that you are, like, have consent to be in bed with is in bed. 
um, preferably like dead asleep. <laughs> Very much asleep. And it also helps if they don't know that you're home. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, you do the bong, right? You do like that blue Australian thunderfuck, whatever kind of pot. And then you, you, you think you're walking really lightly into the bedroom, and you're probably not, but it doesn't matter. So you walk into the bedroom, and <laughs> you crawl into bed, and you get right up on that. Okay, you're the big spoon, all right? You get right up on that, and then you whisper in their ear, don't worry, it's just me. <laughs> you will laugh so hard. <laughs> They might get angry. I gotta be honest with you. Like, they might have a bad reaction, but you won't care. Okay. Make sure you have like chips or something to eat in the in the in the uh, whatever it's called kitchen. But uh, um, so then the other thing that happened. I'm gonna wrap this up. I have two more things and, and I'm out of here. But uh, so pot couch scared can't move really high. You can get to why you can't move. Uh, and then I found the remote, and I turned on the TV, and the show Cops came on. <sighs> and I found a way to make that show better, okay? You know how they do the whole like DUI test thing? They're like, are you drunk? Like, touch your nose, do a cartwheel. Well, I think that, uh, that <laughs> how awesome would a trust fall be? <laughs> <laughs> Sir, I'm gonna need you to fall backwards. I will catch you, okay? <laughs> Wink, like what? <laughs> or like my favorite thought in my mind is like um, the hand slap game. You know this one? Like, Sir, I'm gonna need you to hover your hands above mine. I'm gonna try to get you. Try to pull your hands away before I do. You get three tries, then you're drunk, okay? I'm just saying I would watch the shit out of that. That joke is longer, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrap it up. But uh, I'm gonna tell my last joke. Um, this is a joke that's gonna go on for the rest of my life, by the way. Uh, I have decided already that this is my closing bit that I'm gonna do on any TV special on all my comedy albums, on any show. And then when I die, people are gonna be like, she did that horse joke for the whole, whole life. And then they're gonna be like, that's what my friends are gonna sound like. And, uh, and so this is my swan song. And if you've ever seen me before, you've heard this joke. And if you ever see me again, you'll hear it. But guess what? I don't care, it's keeping me alive. All right. Okay, here's my closer. Hey, uh, you know when you're, you know when you're driving and you see a horse trailer on the road and you don't see a horse inside of that trailer and you're like, oh man. oh man, yeah, you know what I mean. Well, have I got some good news for you? Cause it's probably a mini horse. <laughs> you guys, <laughs> there's probably a tiny little horse in there. <laughs> We're like so negative in society. We're like, there's nothing in there. Well, guess what? There's a little horse with dumb little legs having the time of its life. <laughs> kicking around glitter and like hearts or whatever they do. And I don't know what people do in horse trailers or horses. I'm just saying that my horse trailer is half full. And I hope yours is too. You guys have been amazing. Thank you so much. Veronica Heath is available. She is a single lady. Thank you, Veronica Heath. Moving right along, up next, this is a very low microphone, up next, uh, Anatoly Brandt. Thank you guys, this, this, this is gonna be difficult. 
Oh, I, re I really like the small crowds and the underground, the feeling, the feel it's like a communist party meeting, you know, because <laughs> I am from there. I'm ex-communist. Uh, I'm actually part communist, part Jew uh, uh, from uh, Ukraine. And uh, yeah, thank you. Somebody knows where the country is. Awesome. It's amazing, right? They, it's just re it's recently discovered country, Ukraine. Uh, they, they run this promotional war going on there and uh, attracts a lot of tourists uh, from Russia. They, it, they, do, they say it's a bring your own Kalashnikov and sunscreen kind of thing. Uh, if you survive, you can keep the Kalashnikov. And, uh, if not, well, that's it. Uh, it's interesting. Like, we don't know the countries that are like they're okay. Like, who can point Switzerland on the map? Nobody gives a fuck, right? Like, there's nothing going on there. There's a lake, and these people have chocolate and gold. And ah. you start a war, we're like, oh, this fucking country there, interesting. Oh, that's cool. People, ethnos. There are ethnos of people apparently. And uh, you guys are P President Putin up there, President Russian Federation. He's been a bit of a rascal out there, right? So, yeah. Uh, I, I kind of refer to him as a complete dick, uh, because I can, because uh, I'm in America. Fuck you, Putin. Uh, we're gonna, uh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, last year uh, there was a designer in Italy, and he made a butt plug, and he named he named it Putin. It's, it's it's very significant. Uh, it's not necessarily a pun. Uh, it, it, it's 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 a sign, you know. From now on, every shithead in the history of humanity deserves to be a butt plug, you know, like Hitler, the butt plug. Okay, uh, Saddam Hussein, butt plug. George Bush, butt plug. You know, Barack Obama, a dildo. Okay, because. Uh, Ladies, break me up. Uh, if, if, if you use a dildo properly, right? And I mean to be dirty, but if you use it properly, you'll get something good out of it, you know, eventually. Right? Say thank you. But if we use the butt plug, it's just there is no love involved. You know what I mean? It's like, it's the feeling of pressure. We're like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. I felt better before, but... <laughs> But once it's yanked out of you, you feel hella liberated. <laughs> We're like, oh, freedom! Good stuff, all oh, that. That's my political humor. <laughs> we now, we, we, we literally should teach like children, like eat your vegetables, or you don't want to become a butt plug. And then they'd be like, ah, fucking, fucking broccoli, okay, I'll take it. Uh, I hate it, but I will, okay. Uh, that's the thing. I, I get lost in my thoughts sometimes. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, we started, I'm half communist, half Jew. And uh, the way it works is I'm, I'm here in America. I want to make all the money in the world. And, and, and then I want to share it with myself. Because <laughs> I'm a generous dude. I mean, don't spare nothing on me. And uh, I live in, in Portland, in Beaverton, Portland, kind of thing, and and uh, I sell gluten, unironically. Uh, that's literally not a joke. That's my job. You know, I'm I'm part of the that that conspiracy. 
I am I am here to make you all bloated and fart. And, uh, and that's that's fine. It's like it's fun to tell people in Portland I sell gluten. They look like you guys don't even get angry, you're just like disappointed. And like, <laughs> they're like, ah, you know, there are worse people than you are. <laughs> but not as many as you'd expect. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, it's like uh, there's a Hitler and 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 you, uh, <laughs> I, I'm okay. I, I, I don't like easy things in life. It's, it's. Uh, we all need gluten. Unfortunately, we do. Uh, the bread doesn't happen to be a bread without gluten. And I just, I just wish they, they would really make it gluten hard to get for you guys. You, you, not like drugs hard to get. Okay, that's a really bad analogy. But like good education hard to get item, <laughs> like that law degree you have to really work for. So you would show up at the store, I want a baguette. They'll be like, oh, good. Well, fill up a student loan. Uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, we'll see you in half a year. Uh, meanwhile, here's brown rice. <laughs> and not be like on a corner, like I got gluten, you know. <laughs> that thing. It's really silly, but that's, that's what I do. I don't know where to take you. It's, it's wonderful. I... I I really enjoy, like, living in Portland is one of the greatest. I travel a lot because I sell gluten. It's really hard. I have to deal with the bakers, and, and I go, and I come back, and I realize that this is the area where people in this city, you don't need to have purpose nor ambition to succeed. You know, understand? It's really great. All you have to do is just to have a part-time job on a bicycle and lack of commitment to be a fucking messiah. <laughs> you know, people are like, oh, how did you do that? How did you achieve such a level of success? I don't know why I started smoking weed and uh, I found a longboard and uh, uh, started things started to happen. And, uh, you, know, you know what I mean? I don't mean to negate because there are places like San Francisco. You go, you ever been to San Francisco? Bunch of assholes, full of purpose. They just run around like, well, let's invent something that's better than Google. What is it? I don't know. Two Googles. Okay, let's add a Google and a Google. That shit doesn't work because one consumes the other. I don't know, but here, you know, yeah, gluten. Um, so yeah, but I, I live in Beaver Beaverton. It's like uh, for no purpose, no reason for me to live in Beaverton. It's just like people live in Beaverton. I, I don't know a person one that would just wake up. I'm like, great, I have a goal now. I want to live in Beaverton. That's my, I have a dream. Uh, yeah, I just live there, and it's a weird place, and it's like there's nothing going on there, and. Uh, Whenever I miss communism, I go to post office <laughs> in Beaverton. Because <laughs> that's as close as it gets to communism. You know, it's like, I, I, I enjoy the, the, the feeling of we're like united in a way with a common purpose and, and ignored by government officials. <laughs> Completely neglected. Yeah, it's like we stand there and they behind their counters looking busy and they look at us with compassion, like, oh, there are 30 of you. It's time for lunch. And uh, <laughs> just go the fuck away. And you're like, oh, this is good. Uh, I got pissed off there. Just there was a dude, he decided to have a shopping spree at the counter. He was like, oh, I want to buy your finest stamps. Do you have, you have Republican stamps that I can buy? or like NASCAR or whatever. And he was there forever and I got mad. I'm like, dude, get the hell out of here. I'm gonna fucking kill you, man. I, I didn't say the kill you part. I, 
I totally meant it, but I didn't say it. Uh, and he followed me down to the car. Uh, and he was like, is that your vehicle? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'm going to write your license plate. And I'm going to find everything about you. Because nobody talks to me like that. Not, not in my state and not in my country. And I was like, oh, Captain Beaverton of America over here. <laughs> <laughs> He's uh, protecting us from the elements. And uh, I, you know, I have no ending for this joke. I think it's the, <laughs> it's the, it's the beginning of a beautiful friendship. If, if he finds me uh, or I find him first. I don't know. Whichever one comes ever. So uh, I'm, I'm turning 47 uh, next, next week, and it's boring. Uh, uh, it's just sad, you know, like, I feel I'm old, you know. I, I really like to be with young people. I really like young people. They, they fight issues, you know. They fight patriarchy and, and misogyny and, 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 and femi no, feminism. You don't fight feminism. <laughs> so <laughs> it's the other way around, right? Uh, but I think I want to join them all the time. I just don't know what a fucking patriarchy looks like. I have no clue. I'll be going on the street like an idiot. Are you a patriarch? Are you a woman? I'm sorry. Are you a patriarch? You got a, big, you got a beard and a checkbook? <laughs> Bad person. Are you patriarchy? You guys are not with me on this. I don't know. I don't know what misogyny looks like. Does it have toes? Is it green? I want to kick it. You know, so I'm sort of like a loaded gun. Just point me in the right direction. I'll fight for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's going on right now. It's kind of difficult. And I realize I'm a kind of, you know, I'm pre-Google generation, which, which in simplicity means that, that, that I used to have sexual fantasies about people I knew in, in person. <laughs> like, you know, like, like a neighbor's girl. If I managed to see a side tit, and uh, I could work with that for 20 minutes. You know, you know what I mean? It's just kind of a... But <laughs> But it's just, I, I catch myself like, oh, I wish we lived in simple times, you know, the times were simple. But I wonder what next generation is going to think about it. Like, uh, they would be saying something like, oh, I wish I lived in simple times because I'm so tired of controlling satellites with my eyes. It's <laughs> 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 so tiring, you know, it's like the pizza pipe is clogged, you know. That, that it's weird. It just, I think about it and I have no idea. And, um where to take it but it's just the feeling and um, I have two children uh, I have a 27 year old son uh, his name is Lucky Mistake <laughs> and I have a 14 year old daughter and her name is Lost Argument and uh, <laughs> that's that's yeah anybody you, you guys probably have children right some somebody some, some of you look responsible or semi, uh, semi but I'm saying it's just I hate children I really I really do it's a terrible terrible idea we've all made a mistake let's just admit it it's stupid you know like from any even from financial point of view it's like if you were an investor this investment's not gonna pay okay you've been better off buying PlayStation you know, because no matter what you do, no matter the amount of, of, of money and sandwiches and then the soccer, soccer practices and whatever nuts, you know, at the age of 18, they're just going to fuck off. They're just going to go, oh, I'm moving out. And you stand there like, mm. <laughs> like I'm supposed to mow the lawn now by myself, right? That's that. That's, seriously, fuck you, dude. Like, I mean, come on. It's not nice, you know, it's like, it would be the best if, if 
we move out on them when they turn 18. That, that's what we should do. And watch them go, ah, I don't know, what am I gonna do, Dad? What am I, what, what, what? I don't know, dude, fucking pay my bills, all right? No, Simple as that, mortgage is on 16th, don't fuck it up. <laughs> I, I don't wanna be mean to you, but payback, you wasted my youth, I'm gonna waste yours, you know? Payback is a bitch, get used to it, motherfucker. I just shared my feelings with you guys. Thank you for, for understanding. A 14-year-old is even harder. Oh, God, don't have female children ever. <laughs> just don't, you know, like adopt a dog. Uh, it's better. Tell him. She just, like, she showed up recently, and she had a hickey on her face. 14-year-old, hickey on her face, in the middle of her freaking face. <laughs> I'm like, the hickey in your face. And she's like, yeah, I know, but I'm not gonna talk about it. Guess it's my buddy. Whatever it is I wanna do, it's not your business. Yeah. <laughs> Feminism, you know. I was like, it's not all about you. It's about the idiot with a lack of aim, okay? <laughs> if there is a schmuck that doesn't know where the hickey is supposed to go, don't keep him away from my gut. Damn gene pool, do you understand? <laughs> Just like nowhere near. Cool. Whew, emotional, I can't, you know, it's emotions. Uh, so yeah. So like I said, I've been in the country for a long time. Like I, I came to America like 25 years ago. I really enjoyed it. It's a, it's a home of the free checking and uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Taco Bell collector's cup and you know. And, but and a lot of people thought, oh, he moved here because democracy. Fuck no, I couldn't give a shit, really. It's just, democracy is just a butt plug. And uh, uh, I came here because you guys have chewing gum and Pepsi, and I can buy myself a Prius. Because Prius is a really quiet car, uh, and I can sneak up on patriarchy and go, bah! you know. So, so that's what it is. Guys, you've been absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much. You have a good night. Wow, that was great. Give it up again for Anatoly Brandt. The only parenting advice you'll ever need, don't have kids. Up next, returning to the garage after a year away, Joanne Schindley. Give it up. You guys ever wake up and just want to shave your whole body and start over? <laughs> kind of where I'm at right now. It's totally fine. I was uh, I was driving here and there were, I have to tell you this, there was a car in front of me with a bumper sticker with the word honk on it, but the O was the Obama Hope O. And I was like, sweet, I can get behind this. Like I'm literally behind this, but like I can get behind this message, you know? And then I read further and it said, if I'm paying your mortgage, and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, Ford Focus, but we both don't know what a mortgage is, okay? <laughs> but you are paying for this, food stamps, am I right? <laughs> Rich people, no, I'm just kidding. I actually saw that same bumper sticker on my way to the grocery store. You guys, I realized that I hate 
grocery shopping. I can't do it. I grocery shop much like I date. Like, oh, what's in front of me? I'll take it. It's giving me anxiety. I got to (laughs) go. What is this? Couscous that won't call me back tomorrow? Perfect. Get inside me, you know? Ooh, pork rinds. All right, pork rinds. You're feeling good tonight, but tomorrow I'm crying alone in the shower. Yeah, come on over. That was a stretch. I get it. I know. Does anyone here eat pork rinds? No. Me neither. Great. (laughs) Two truths and a lie. That's totally fine. I don't mean to sound weird. I'm having a rough week. I am. I thought I was in love for two days. Turns out I'm not. I just confuse the idea of love with the fact that I just want to be held while I eat a burrito. (laughs) Which I get is like only fun for one person, me. (laughs) You know, it's fine. But dating's fun. It's not that difficult. You know, like the hardest part about dating is that moment when you have to realize, could I sleep with you sober? That's it. That's the hardest part. (laughs) If we're really talking about it, you know? And like for a single lady, sometimes you go to sleep with someone, you wake up next to a boner, and that's cool. (laughs) But then sometimes you go to sleep with someone, you wake up next to a puka shell necklace, and you're like, oh, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) Like someone got to rethink their drinking habits. Someone took Taco Tuesday and extended into who the fuck's in my bed Wednesday. (laughs) Me. I did that. It's okay. I do talk a lot about dating because I'm a single lady. Sorry. Uh, But it's fun. But but I hate the term dating. I don't want to use the term dating anymore. You know what I mean? I want to use a new word. So I came up with one. I'm just going to call it goofing off. What are you guys doing? Just goofing off. A little goof here, a little goof there, a little goof just tugged on the groove troops, you know what I mean? No big deal. <laughs> I found myself goofing off with a gentleman recently. We were right there in the goof noses, just touching them, you know? And then and then he his roommates came home and they were like, he must share a wall with the with the kitchen. I don't know, I've never seen his house, but um sharing a wall with the kids, and his roommates came home and they were clinking pots and pans back and forth. And here's, and it's like an, an awkward situation, you know, when there's like a third party, like barricaded for a wall. And this is probably why I'm single, because I think I'm goddamn adorable. Turns out I'm fucking weird. So um, we're right in the goofs, and there's clinking pots and pans. And to ease the tension, I was like, ooh, pots and pans, dinner's ready. <laughs> Which is like the grossest thing to say to somebody six years your senior and younger. I don't know what that one is. Junior. <laughs> There's no joke to that. This is real life. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just where I'm at. Dinner's ready. Gross. Where's my puka shell necklace? In that moment. It's hidden in my bra. <laughs> it's fine. I just needed like a vacuum cleaner at that exact, no, I'm just kidding. Um, I feel close to you guys. Can I tell you something? I hear nod. I hear nods. This is how close we are. I can hear your nod. It's great. Um, it's hard for me to say, but I'm going to do it. Come on this journey with me. Um, 
I don't shmish masturbate <laughs> for fear that God is watching. <laughs> it's like a real thing. <laughs> 29-year-old woman, don't do it. I can't. I, I, I'll tell you why. Um, I was 22 the first time that I heard that females could jerk off. And I was like, that's cool. What's up? Wait, what? What is that? You know? I was living in New Zealand at the time. I was 22. It was also the first year that I ate an avocado. That was rad. They're amazing. Wasn't the avocado's fault. Uh, but at the time, I had a roommate, and she she was like very valiant about it. I was like, "That's great. What's wait? What?" I was like, born and raised in Wisconsin from a very Catholic family, and I and it wasn't it was never said that it was a bad thing. It was just like a, you just it wasn't ta- it wasn't a thing. It just wasn't a thing. And I so she told me about it. And so I was like, "I gotta get in the know. I gotta do this." You know, it was like for my ladies out there. I was like, "Yeah." And so, yes, I lit candles. Yes, D'Angelo was playing. It's beautiful. So there, I, it was a stormy night. And, um, <laughs> but no joke, right in the middle of like the get downs to the get downs, I was overcome with this feeling of like, you have to stop what you're doing and start praying right the fuck now. Like it was really bad. Yeah, it was. It was like, oh, so I like was like, okay. And so I dismounted and then <laughs> like threw out a bunch of Hail Marys. Hail married myself to sleep. Uh, woke up the next morning, got a phone call. My grandfather had passed away. And my first question to my mom wasn't, is grandma okay? It was, what time? in the morning. Can't masturbate. I love my family too much. Won't do it. Thank you for letting me share that with you. I feel very close to you now. This is more of a TED talk than anything. Um, It's fine. I was listening to OPB recently, though, recently. I was listening to OPB and recently had this segment that was titled The 50 Things Not to Do in Portland, Oregon. Like, the 50 things not to do in our fair city. Do you know what the number one thing not to do in Portland, Oregon? <laughs> if OPB had that, that would be amazing. If OPB was like, hey, don't masturbate ever. Don't do it. God, the devil, some witch in the woods is watching. <laughs> Fucking a gnome, the lawn gnome. And you have all the bikers, mind you. <laughs> Everyone that works at Salt and Straw is going to be really disappointed in you. The number one, the anti schmish masturbate beer is an IPA, just so you know. <laughs> oh, that's rich. Um, no, according to OPB, the number one thing not to do in Portland, Oregon is, is don't date a waitress at your favorite restaurant. Yeah, really? Over like murder <laughs> and rape and wearing Skechers. It's like, don't date a waitress? 
Are we so passive aggressive as a city that we're like, oh, I'm nervous it's going to get awkward to order a kale salad after a night of unforeseen whiskey dick? Oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> Gentlemen, newsflash if you drink too much whiskey, your dick might not work. <laughs> That's just science. <laughs> it's fine with me. I happen to like the unforeseen whiskey dick, though. That just means more unforeseen cuddling time for me. That's great. I like this. <laughs> I know it may look like I have my shit together, but I am actually a daytime bartender at a pizza restaurant in Portland, Oregon. Yeah, give it up for your wait staff. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. It's actually, like, here's what I love of Portland. It's the only city that, like, I can sit alone in a coffee shop and overhear one woman say to another woman, oh, yeah, don't mind those dildos in my birthing bag. <laughs> what? Teach me. <laughs> it's fine. It's weird, though, working at a, at a restaurant when it's, like, the dudes that are hitting on me as a bartender have more of an internal clock than I do. This one dude came up to me. He's like, hey, girl, you got baby-making hips. I was like, what? He's like, I'm just saying I want to put a baby in you. I was like, ooh, based on your Jinko jeans, I'm assuming you can't afford to take a baby out of me. <laughs> so let's just quit while we're ahead, you know? This other dude had a weirder approach. He was like, hey, girl, you Italian? I was like, yeah, I am. He goes, ooh, I can tell by those dark circles under your eyes. I can tell you're an asshole by the words coming out of your mouth. I do get to make up my own drink specials, though, which I love. This one, my favorite drink special, it's, uh, it's called Broken Dreams. It's just a Corona. <laughs> but it's, like, super popular amongst 40-year-old men who are just trying to get the band back together. It's fine. I had this here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys know that term, resting bitch face? Yeah. What a terrible thing to say to somebody, right? Grow up, resting bitch face, right? Apparently, I must have it. This woman came up to me at work, and she was just like, <laughs> pro tip? <laughs> you look mildly unapproachable. I was like, oh, my God, that's so funny, because you look massively like a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Don't talk to me. I'm at work. <laughs> I do work in customer service, so it's a little bit difficult. Though it's okay. I am a garbage human being, though. I am. I'll admit, I'll be the first to admit I'm a garbage human being. I've recently become the poorest I've ever been, though. Um, and it's hard. I'm trying to cut corners any which way that I can. So I, I was like, how do I save money? I was like, oh, I'm not going to buy dental floss anymore. I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to stand in front of the mirror, find the thickest, darkest hair, pluck that shit out, use that guy. If you eat enough beef jerky, that stuff works. You're not laughing now, but one day, <laughs> you're going to be at a stoplight in your car, like, oh, there's turkey in my mouth. I don't know. You'll figure it out. Um, pro tip. <laughs> I'm also not going to buy tampons anymore. Sorry, gentlemen. <laughs> I'm just going to invest in dark jeans and let that shit catch. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> Thanks. Um, okay. I feel like I've pushed boundaries to you. Can I do a little bit further? Yes. Thanks. He's like two hands in the air. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. 
Um, I have become very poor recently, and it's okay. And I was like, you know, what, what in my mind is going to, like, what kind of organization needs my skills if I could find any of myself? And I was like, well, I'm a pretty good writer. I can write pretty well. So I was like, you know what? You know who needs my writing? Plan B. That's who. Swear to God, because if you think about it, it's my one goal to have Plan B have inspirational quotes stuffed in all of their packaging. Yeah, thank you. Just for like those times when like some dude stuck it in and then left because he's like, this is gonna get bigger, I'm out, you know? Like, it's so stupid. So I wrote some. These are my inspirational quotes that should go in Plan B. First one just says, sweetheart, he wasn't that big. You know? Uh, this one says, raising a kid's a big deal, psych! <laughs> and this one's a little bit more. I was like, well, I should be like more like poetic about it. And who's the number one poet? Maya Angelou, right? So this is my take on a Maya Angelou quote that says, life is not measured by the number of breaths we take, but by the moments that take this baby's breath away. <laughs> A little bit more lighthearted. This one's by Beyonce. It just says, if you liked it, then you should have drove me to the appointment. <laughs> um, and this one's pretty, pretty spiritual. It says, I know God will not give me anything I cannot handle. I just wish that he didn't trust me so much. <laughs> it's a direct quote by Mother Teresa. <laughs> I'll leave you guys with this. I was definitely born and raised by a sober mom, you know, just constantly not drinking. And um, it's a little difficult. But uh, she was super sweet. But I feel like she feels guilty about it because she definitely, like, birthed an army of alcoholics, which is what my sisters and I are. It's from this world. But you know how most moms hang up the phone with you? They're like, goodbye, I love you. My mom hangs up the phone with me by saying, goodbye, don't be drunk and stupid. I'm like, Mom, that's a quote Beyonce. She's going to think that I'm dancing in front of my mirror with a bottle of wine by myself, which is probably true. But I'm a grown-ass woman. <laughs> She's like, oh, really? You're grown? She's like, how about that one time you pocket-dialed me? We're at a plaid pantry buying cigarettes and beef jerky, and you told the counter guy not to judge you. I was like, oh, I'm sorry you overheard that. She's like, you're sorry? How about the other time you pocket-dialed me? We're at a plaid pantry again. You saw a homeless guy, you tried to pawn your half-eaten hot dog off to him. And when he said no, you just yelled out, beggars can't be choosers. And I said, oh, my God, I'm so she goes, take my number out of your phone. <laughs> and that has been a one-act play from my one-woman play titled My Family Doesn't Hug. All right, keep it going for Joanne Schinderly. She's a grown-ass woman. Uh, up next, Zach Toscani. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. This is a wonderful show. Thanks for being here. Um, let's get to know me a little bit. My name is Zach Toscani. I like to smoke pot. That's pretty much it. That's my whole personality. All wrapped in, am I the only cool kid here, me and this guy? <laughs> no one else does that? It's no no one's a cop here, right? No cops tonight? This was a cop-free show? Okay, so who smokes weed? 
Really? Okay, one person, one other, one other brave person. I like, I love it, but it started to affect my everyday life a little bit more. Like I work at a law firm by day. I know that's hard to believe, um, but I started calling in sick for reasons that only stem from smoking pot. Like when people, normal people, call into sick, they're like, oh, "I have the flu," or "My cat's getting married, and I have to be here for it." Okay, if I'm not there, Rosalita will never forgive me. But then when I call in, it's like. I got up early and watched an episode of Cosmos. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> what is anything anymore? It's just so big. The universe is so big. What's work? <laughs> and they're like, so you're not coming in? And I'm like, no. <laughs> And they're like, will you be back tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, I'll have it figured out by then. <laughs> I wanted to see if that worked. Does it work? Does now, dude. I don't know why I thought that would be funny. Just a tone. Just <laughs> well, I'm really high, so let's just play some jazz. <laughs> God, it's so much fun to be a comic and smoke weed all the time because then you're always funny. Whether anyone else knows it or not, you are funny to yourself. I'll just be writing stuff. I'm like, this is all gold. Oh, my God. I am the funniest person I know. And then the next day, I'm just like, this is four pages about beef jerky. I don't... Me and Joanne just went beef jerky shopping one day. It wasn't even jokes. I just wrote, it's really good, like a bunch of times. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's... it's I, I enjoy it. I'm not much of a drinker. I just don't like... Uh, being hungover and drinking just doesn't agree with me, but pot, there's really no hung hangover. You don't feel bad. You don't get sick. The only thing is you act like a weirdo, but you're so high you don't even know that you're being a weirdo. But every once in a while you see glimpses of how weird you are. Like I was at a 7-Eleven and I tried to tip the cashier. Just in a thing. I was like, just put five on the table. I'm like, that's for you, sir. He's like, you picked your own chocolate milk, man. I don't know what that's for. <laughs> it's because you're honest. That's why I like you. But uh, <laughs> I also, like, time melds together for me. Like, it'd be five minutes or an hour. I don't know the difference. And, like, uh, so I was, I got stoned at my house, and then I was like, I need to buy a hat. So just popped in my mind. I'm like, yep, that's what I need to do. And so I went to the Lloyd Center Mall, which is the best mall to go to high. There's an ice skating rink. You can just watch people on the ice skating rink. It's so beautiful. Mostly kids, so you have to be not weird about it. <laughs> Can't just be standing there like, which one's yours? And you're like, I don't got one, dude. Just watching these angels dance. <laughs> You know, usually I say that joke and I'm like, it's funny. And then I'm like, no, there's like a lot of kids. I feel weird now. This is weird. I shouldn't, I shouldn't joke about that stuff. But uh, so I went in there and I went into Lids, the hat store in the mall. And, um, and I, was trying, I was picking out a hat. And I was trying to decide between two hats I wanted for what I thought was a reasonable amount of time. So... Uh, <laughs> 
I finally pick out this hat and I go up and I'm like, found it. And he goes, do you know how long you've been in here? And I said, no. And he went, three and a half hours. Oh, I, I was trying to do like, a, I was hoping it was like an organ. It would just be like a, like a sudden reveal that I'd been there for three hours. Oh, that would have been closer, right? And then he said it was three hours. <laughs> but uh, it, it, three, if you've ever been into a lids, it's like the size of this stage. You can't, you can't hide in lids. It's not H&M. We're like, I think I saw that guy. I don't know. He saw me for three hours just staring at a wall. Like, I don't know. Is, does this hat make me seem cooler? I don't know. This one's pretty cool, too. <laughs> like, when I walked into the store, he's like, let me know if you need any help. And when I left, he's like, you need help. <laughs> it's just not the kind of help I can give you. <laughs> I'm, uh, so I, uh, I've been living in Portland for five years, and I love it. I love the city so much. And uh, I'm in kind of a weird place. So I'm 29, and I'm single. So I'm in that fork in the road of I either start online dating or I just cut off my dick. Just got to decide which one's going to be more painful. <laughs> I either start online dating or I get into Legos again. That's pretty much where I'm at. I just want to build something, you know? And then have it there for two weeks and then smash it because I'm like, I can't handle rejection! Then I pick up the pieces and try to make it again, but it's never the same. So. Sad-ass Lego analogy for you. <laughs> but uh, it's, it's, I wish, so there's like a lot of different dating sites. And they all, there's like ones for farmers and stuff like this, very specific stuff. But there's one, I think, I, if I was making an online dating service, it would be for people like 29 and older. And it's just called As Is. <laughs> like, As Is, this shit ain't changing. <laughs> Are you ready to compromise? <laughs> because they aren't. <laughs> That's all it would be. And instead of BIOS, it would just have what streaming services they have. Let's be honest. We're trying to fill out the portfolio, right? That's why I think people date multiple people because they're just like, well, she has an HBO Go. She has an Amazon Prime. Together, I'm just killing it, okay? Free shipping. That's just a wise investment. <laughs> you see some girl, I'm like, oh, you just have Netflix? Everyone's got Netflix. Netflix is like HPV. <laughs> Even if you don't think you have Netflix, you probably have Netflix. <laughs> In fact, me and my roommate got Netflix from the same person, so. <laughs> it's so gross. Uh, but yeah, I don't, uh, it's, it's interesting dating in this town because uh, I, I, I'm from Ohio originally, and so moving out here, it's, you, Portland women, straight women, I can only speak to really is, is you guys have to do a lot of crap, because I go on dates sometimes, and the women are too pumped when I say I have a job, like, that's just some normal everyday person stuff, like, they're like, so what do you do, and I'm like, I work at a law firm, they're like, you have a job, oh my god, oh, mom, no, 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 he's got a job. Is it juggling? It's not juggling, Mom. It is not juggling. He has a real-ass job. You shouldn't be that pumped. <laughs> you should have that kind of stuff as a human being. 
But uh, I remember I haven't had any like. Has anyone ever had like horrible, like just the worst dates, like the ones you pretend to get a phone call and you're like, my whole family burned alive. I have to leave. <laughs> Like, wait, who called you, though? It's like, I know firefighters or something. <laughs> but I haven't had anything like that. Like, uh, I've had some interesting ones. Like, one time I was on the date with this girl, and uh, it was her first date, and she was like, what's your favorite movie of all time? And I said, well, that's kind of out of nowhere. I need a little bit more time to think. What about you? And she was like, Seabiscuit. <laughs> she said it that goddamn quick. Which leads me to believe before the date she was getting ready, like, we're talking about Seabiscuit. <laughs> like, we're absolutely talking about a horse movie. Not even the best horse movie I've ever seen, to be honest. Seabiscuit? I saw that movie, and as I left the theater, I was like, I'll never think about this movie again. <laughs> Seabiscuit. But it's, yeah, it's strange. I, I Recently, oh, this is, okay, so, um, recently uh, I, I went out with this this person after work. We got drinks. It was nice. We were having a nice time. And uh, I had a show later, and I was like, please don't come, because that's weird. It's weird. I would never do that. Like, if I was a gardener, I wouldn't be like, hey, oh, you want to watch me plant some trees? I'm pretty good at it. It's just a weird thing to invite someone to. So I was like, just, just, don't, just don't come. And she was like, no, 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 I really would like to come. So we go to the show. It's all right. And then afterwards, uh, she lives in a different town. So I was walking to her car, and she was like, you know what? I don't normally do this, and I don't normally smoke, but I know, like, you like to, so let's just go back to your place, smoke this joint, and do some adult shit. And I was like, all right. I have no idea what adult shit is, but <laughs> count me in. <laughs> I don't know. Seems fun. So we get back to my place, and she just beelines it to, to the room, and then immediately gets down to the, to the underwear, gets in bed, and then we're, we smoke this joint, and she's like, okay put on a movie. And I go, well, do you, anything in particular? And she goes, it doesn't matter. And I was like, uh, Silver Linings Playbook? And she was like, don't be a pussy. And I was like, hey, that's a really good movie. Like, we're having a good time here, but strike one, okay? That's a great movie. <laughs> don't judge me because I'm open about what I like. <laughs> So she was like, just put on something with more action. So I put on Good Morning Vietnam. Because you know how romantic Robin Williams and war sounds are. So I put on that. We smoke. We're having a good time. And then we're just kind of sitting there for, for a while because I, I just am bad at reading signs. I'm just like, well, she came over here and she's in my bed and stuff. But she could just be really nice, though. She's just being nice. That's all that is. Like, what? I never know what to do. So uh, my habit is to just be like, is it a, I, so I, so I turned to her and I was like, is it okay if I like kiss you? And she goes, no, not at all. And I was like, okay. Uh, and she goes, I just want to take things slow. So, and I was like, but you invited, <laughs> you invited yourself over. So, and then it's not that she owes me anything, by the way, that's not what you should glean from the story. It's just like, what the fuck am I supposed to I don't want to watch Good Morning Vietnam, right? It's a good movie, but that's kind of weird. Like, why don't you just come over and we'll watch a movie and just lay and not touch like kids? This is actually, we're not going to do adult shit. We're going to do kid shit, okay? <laughs> it's called a sleepover, so let's just do that. So she's just standing there, and by the, you know, she can, she has that, she has that right to choose that. It's just, you're sending me a weird message. I don't know what to do with this. Like, 
Like, because I'm just a pace car, to be honest. On dates, like, I'm just going with whatever speed you're... If I, if I went on a date with a girl and she's like, don't look at me, I'm like, that's perfectly reasonable. <laughs> that's a great choice on a fruit. Yeah, I don't... I would never do that. <laughs> just kind of where I'm at. And so we're watching this movie, and then it's just, I don't know what to do. So it's just silent with this movie playing. And then uh, she just falls asleep and then starts snoring real loud. And I have to go to work the next day, and I'm like, I don't, because my roommate also snores. And when his snore stops, hers starts. So I'm just in a snore tunnel. <laughs> and I, no joke, can I, I have for three hours, I'm just laying there. And finally she wakes up and she goes, I should go. And I was like, absolutely. That is the first thing I think we can agree on. Because we didn't do adult shit. Like, do you want to file my taxes? It is, it is April, and they are too, so. Um, I, uh, I liked, I like, wa I walked here. Uh, I live in, uh, kind of inner Southeast and I walked here. This, I, especially these neighborhoods, Irvington, this neighborhood, they're all beautiful. I love walking in Portland. It's like one of the best cities. Everything's like a half hour. You can time it. It's beautiful. Like today, why wouldn't you walk? Right. And I don't, I don't ride a bike. I'm not one of those bike people. I don't want to face my mortality every five seconds. <laughs> That's what it is. I tried riding a bike. As soon as I got on, I was like, death, death, everything's death. Because people are, drive like fucking maniacs here. It's crazy. They don't pay attention. And like, bike people are nuts too, by the way. But that's the thing. That's why I like walking in this town, uh, is because bike people hate car people, car people hate bike people. But if you walk, you can hate everybody. <laughs> it is amazing, right? And I get it, like, car, like if you're driving, that's, that's a tough job, and I don't envy that. And like, people walk like stray cats in this town. It's, it's hard to drive here because the few times I've done it, people, they are like walking on a sidewalk and then they're like, muffins! And then they just run in the street. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing? You can't do that. Oh, sorry. And they just get real mad and you're like, wow, I should just be able to hurt you if that happens. Like if I ever see someone on a bike on a sidewalk, oh my God. I just think of all the ways I want to murder them. Like a stick in the spokes, and then I just, just you know, cave their head in, you know. And then as I would leave their dead body, I would say, it's called a sidewalk, not a side ride. <laughs> and that's how revolutions start. But, um, and uh, here's the, so I don't own a car, because the environment, and I can't afford it, and uh, other things. Um, you guys all are car owners, I guess. It's not funny, maybe. <laughs> making fun of cars, and you're like, we all own cars. <laughs> well, all more successful than you, so we own a car. You know how it takes you a half hour? It takes us five seconds. <laughs> Good luck getting home. Um, so, yeah, I was just walking, right? I was walking, and this truck almost hits me. He had, a, he had a stop. He didn't stop. He just turned right, and he almost... And usually, that's happened a lot, walking in this town, and I usually don't do anything, right? Because it's just like, oh, I, I know how it is. But one time I had like a pocket full of change and I threw it and hit the car and that was really gratifying. And it was laundry day, so I had like $3 and quarters. <laughs> but then I hadn't done my laundry yet, so I had to like go pick them up off the road. That wasn't a good look. But um, so this guy, he, he almost hits me and he's driving like a fuck you truck. It's got truck nuts on it. It has like, it's covered in Gresham dirt, you know? You know what Gresham dirt is if you've seen it. You're like, you see it, and you're like, that's Gresham dirt. That's dirt from Gresham. 
It's all right. We can laugh about Gresham. Um, <laughs> and he had the one of those, you know, those Calvin stickers where it's like Calvin pissing on something, like the Ford sign or like Japanese people. And you're like, that's weird. <laughs> it's weirdly specific. Um, but he had he had a Calvin sticker and he was pissing on the word everybody. So not to be fucked with this guy. So uh, and <laughs> so he passes and. Uh, and he, I'm, he's looking in the rear view for me to react. And listen, I'm a man, and I've lived in Portland, so I give him the old Portland, like, hey. <laughs> Try better, okay? <laughs> I'll tweet about this, bud, okay? Fetch a sweet bippy, all right? <laughs> and so I give him the shrug, and uh, then he gives me the middle finger, and then Ohio me comes out. And I'm like, all right, dude, come on back. Let's do this shit. And he immediately U-turns, and now he's gunning it at me. And I am so scared because I'm like, if he hits me, what would the witness say? They'd be like, yeah, that dude almost got hit by that car, and then he just told the car to come back <laughs> to finish the job? I don't know. feel like he didn't kill that guy. <laughs> so he's gunning it at me, and I sidestep. He pulls right up to me, and out of the passenger side window, he's like, I'm fucking sorry, dude. I didn't fucking see you. There was a fucking car there. That's my responsibility as a driver. And I didn't take it fucking seriously. Have a great day. And then he just drove away. And I was like, oh my God, Portland is known for being passive aggressive, but this motherfucker was aggressively passive. I don't know what that was. And all I could think, what's it like to live with this guy? Just like, hey, Gary, did you do the dishes? No, I didn't do the fucking dishes. I know it's my fucking week. And that's my responsibility as a roommate. Just have a lot of shit going on. You know Ted's sick. My uncle, step-uncle Ted, is sick. <laughs> like, stop yelling. I'll do the dishes. I don't know what you want. <laughs> Man, this is a fantastic crowd. Uh, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I will end on this. Uh, I am a very spiteful person. Anybody else? If you couldn't tell already. I fuel, my life is fueled by spite. And here's how I know I can say that because all of you do too. Because you all live in Portland. And when I moved here, I was like, hey, it rains a lot. Should I buy an umbrella? And they're like, no. <laughs> I was like, why? It rains a lot. And they're like, exactly. <laughs> like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. And they were like, Fuck the weather. I don't think that's an attitude you can have towards weather. <laughs> we don't buy umbrellas, we just buy waterproof clothing. And you're like, yeah, cool, okay. Also, you know, you've, you know you're spiteful if, like, has anyone ever recommended something to you? Like, you should really read this book or watch this movie. It's really perfect for you. And you're like, I'll never watch that movie. Why don't you take that suggestion and shove it up your ass? I'm never seeing the lovely bones or whatever. <laughs> whatever they suggest. God, it's so much fun to do that stuff. And uh, so there's a few things I'm spiteful about in Portland. There's a terrarium store in my neighborhood. Not pumped on that. Why the fuck is it there? Who buys terrariums? They don't, it's not aquariums and terrariums. It's just terrariums. And not for lizards. It's just a glass vase with dirt in it. And they're like, check it out. 
And people are like, yeah, I want that. Who buys that? White people. White people buy that. Oh my God, you're telling me I can buy land and control who comes in and out of it? <laughs> I will take as many terrariums as I can have. <laughs> but who specific, what specific white person buys a terrarium? White women. Because there's glass ceilings on those terrariums. Wage equality joke, guys. Hot stuff, hot stuff. It's been around for 40 years. It's horrible. All right, and then the 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 last thing I don't I don't like about um I hate I've this is probably gonna polarize the room. Fuck salt and straw. <laughs> with uh, with all the fucks I can manage to salt and straw. I have never eaten at Salt and Straw. I just don't like the idea of it. I see the lines of people waiting in December for ice cream, and I don't understand it. People are like, I want my insides to match my outsides. Oh, cold. It's like, it's not. And then I talk to everyone, by the way, who's had it, says it's amazing. Like, that was the best ice cream I've ever had. It was so amazing. And I'm like, what flavor did you get? And they're like, rosemary and olive oil. And I'm like... Were those the people you went with? Are those even flavors? Because you know they have Snickers ice cream at Safeway. You know that delicious candy treat Snickers? They put that in ice cream. I don't know why you're eating olive oil on your... They have the weirdest names for their ice cream too. Like I don't want it, just I'll have a scoop of grandfather's wishes please. Oh, and then uh, Charlie will just have two scoops of white privilege. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> Can you put the Jimmy's, the crow sprinkles on there? Is that... Oh, that's just the Northeast locations. That's right. Oh. <laughs> Portland, you get tight on that one. Portland likes to pretend it's very open about like race, but I've seen a black dude walk into Bishop's for a haircut and no one knows what to do. He's like, hi, hey, I want a haircut. And everyone's like, I don't know how. I'm leaving. I'm not sure what to do. But uh, they also, I just, here's what I do to Salt and Straw. It's my, little, it's my little protest is I stand in the line at Salt and Straw all the time. <laughs> stand in the line, wait. I get to the counter. They're like, what do you want? And I go, I don't want fucking shit. <laughs> and I just walk away. Thank you guys very much. Enjoy the rest of the show. All right, Zach Toscani, keep it going. That I like that guy. I have Hulu Plus, just so you know. So this is fun, right? And we have a bucket back here for the comedians for you to put all the cash in your wallets into that bucket so you can show how much you appreciate them showing you a good time. So don't forget to do that if you haven't already. We have one more comedian. Put your hands together for Sean Jordan. How about a hand for everybody else that you guys saw tonight? Every other comedian. This is red. Nothing funny about that. I'm just saying this is super dope. This is an awesome venue. Like you, you wonder, you know, oh, we're doing a show at a house. What's it going to be like? And this is fucking awesome. So thank you guys so much for coming out. And just supporting it, being here. This is, yeah, this is super rad. Um, I uh, recently broke up with a girl. We'll talk about that for a little while. We'll exercise that one. 
And I know what you guys are thinking, like, well, yeah, of course you had a girlfriend, dude. I can see. I can see you standing up there keeping Old Navy in business. You look amazing. <laughs> Girls love this shit. Girls love a stand-up comic. I make hundreds of dollars a year. Try to fuck with that, all right? <laughs> And every time, like, whenever I break up with a girl, it always weirds me out. Like, who, who do I think I am breaking up with a girl? Like, I should be thrilled that a girl wants to date me. And I understand I'm not ugly. I'm not going to say anything like that. But I'm certainly not a catch. You know what I mean? You, this is me dressed up, right? You don't see an undershirt under here, right? It's just me standing here. And I just, I always wonder, like, what kind of girl is just looking at me like, oh, damn. There's the guy. There he is. Be still my beating heart. Just tapping her friend like, hey, look at that guy at the bus stop with a backpack on that can barely stand up. Look at that guy. I want to have that guy's kids. Just looking at me like, damn, I want that weird sort of stepdad youth pastor vibe going on for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah, we'll get back to the comedy in just one second. Before we do, I want to talk to you about the funniest comedian I've ever met. You know his name? It's Jesus Christ. That is one hilarious cat. Oh, what's that? You hear skateboards in my driveway? Yeah, I got a skate park over there. We'll go skate in a second. Sure, I'm a cool youth pastor. Big Wave Dave, that's what they call me. You guys know who can ollie the highest, right? Jesus Christ. You know, Jesus Christ did an ollie about 2,000 years ago. He's still up there. And Ollie's when you jump on your skateboard. I always gotta, I want you gauge, gauge the crowd, like who's gonna know what that means. And I try, like, it's not self-deprecating. People say like, oh, you, you know, can't say girls don't like you. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is like, what about me would a girl ever be into? You know, like I, I try to think of stuff that girls like, like a nice body. I've heard girls like that. <clears throat> I don't have a nice body, I don't have a bad body. It's just not nice. It's just, it's just existing, you know? <laughs> and now I imagine everyone's picturing me naked. <laughs> and if you weren't, now you definitely are. <laughs> and everybody got it right. You guys are all right. <laughs> Whatever you think I look like, that's what I look like. There's no real way to fuck this visual up. It's just, it's like a big unmolded tube of peach colored clay, you know? <laughs> with a lot more chest hair than you think. <laughs> I got a lot of, it's like concentrated right here. Like somebody took a chest hair fastball, dipped it in Vaseline and just <laughs> right at my chest. Just keep it right there, dude. Like if I took my clothes off right now and got completely naked, everybody's heart rate would stay exactly the same. <laughs> Nobody would care. Somebody goes, oh, is he? And it's not, you know, I don't feel, I'm okay with it. I just don't have a good body. And I, I think about like other stuff like, you know, sex. I'm not that good at it. I'm not bad at it. It's just, I just do it, you know? Just like everybody in here, I imagine we're all just okay at it. No one's bragging about it. I don't think any girl's ever bragged about fucking me. It'd be weird. Like, I imagine that happening. Like, some girl just going into work. Whoa, Janet, what's going on? You're walking kind of funny. Yeah, Sean Jordan just tore me down last night. I got nothing. <laughs> Guy's a machine. I don't know what he did. I think I think any time that I <laughs> any time that I lay with a woman, <laughs> as a man lays with a woman, you know what I mean. 
anytime that I know a young lady in the biblical sense, as it were. For her, I think it's sort of like if she were to get a lottery ticket and just win her dollar back. Really? A couple? All right. I'm a foreplay guy. That's what I'm in there. Why can't we just make out all night? Why do we have to have sex? It would be so much better if we didn't have to. There's so much pressure. Um, I like foreplay. Like, I can preheat the oven, but the pizza comes out kind of fucked up. You know what I mean? <laughs> Parched. <laughs> a lot of strip clubs in Portland. We can bring that up. And it's not, I don't have anything against strip clubs. What I do have against is the fact they call them gentlemen's clubs. Gentlemen's clubs? I've been to a lot of strip clubs in my tenure as an adult. Ne'er a once have I seen a gentleman. Never. I've seen a lot of shitbags in the back eating nachos. I have seen that. Like, how's that work at the door? The door guy's just standing there. Gentlemen! Gentlemen, gentlemen, come on in. Those are nice sweatpants, by the way. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dog. You're G'd up from the feet up. Get in here right now. I love it, dude. You look amazing. What is that, a hockey jersey with a bolo tie? It is tight. Get in here. You look dope, dude. I want you in my club. And I want, go get all your friends in the parking lot with dried blood all over their face. Go get them. Let's get them in here. Now, this is a nice establishment, okay? We like to run a real classy area here at the Boner Hut, so act accordingly. You can sit anywhere you want because you're here at noon like gentlemen, so... All my friends want to go sit up front. That's always the weirdest thing to me. Like, why, why would I want to go sit up front when that, like that girl's excited that I'm there? Like, I walked in, she's like, oh, shit, Sean Jordan's here. I hope he comes up to the front and dumps out all the dust in his wallet. <laughs> but I will. I'll go sit up front. And I'm, I always end up going, it's like, it takes a certain kind of person that wants to go sit up front at a strip club, like that kind of, like, alpha. It's just weird to me. But we'll be sitting there. My friend's always saying some dumb shit, like, what's up, bro? See that chick up there? I would do terrible things to that chick. What's up, though? I just want to look over. Actually, I think what you meant to say is you would do things terribly to that girl. I get it. <laughs> Nobody likes you. I, uh, <laughs> I drink. I drink quite a bit. I'm trying to cut it down. Like, I noticed, I noticed I drank too much a couple years ago. I was just walking. I was in Milwaukee at the comedy club just doing a week. And I was just walking down the street, middle of the day, and I fell down some stairs and broke my leg. Right? Middle of the day, broad daylight, just fell down the stairs, broke my leg, and people saw me with a cast on. I'm like, oh, what happened? I'd tell them. It's like, yeah, I fell down the stairs in the middle of the day, broke my leg. And every single person th that I told that to, they're like, oh, were you drunk? Were you drunk when you fell down the stairs and broke your leg? <laughs> yeah, I was. How the fuck wouldn't I be drunk? I, f <laughs> I fell down the stairs. You didn't hear the first part of that? I was 31 years old. I didn't just fall down the stairs. <laughs> Like I just hit a set of stairs like, whoa, fuck that. Nobody, nobody really taught me how to do this. I'm stone cold sober, but I'm just going to jump down head first anyways. Actually, you know what? Give me a blindfold, two machetes and a bowling ball. Let's make it a party. Yeah, of course I was drunk. And then, <laughs> I mean, I'm not, it's not good. I'm not saying it's a fun, cool thing. I'm just saying, yeah, I was drunk and I fell down the stairs. Obviously, you don't do that when you're sober. Um, so I had to go to the doctor. And they still have, I'm, I don't go to the doctor a lot. So I don't have a lot of money. <laughs> don't have health insurance. And they still have uh, like your name, address, and then drinks per week. That's a big one on there. How many drinks per week do you have? And the first option on there is one to four <laughs> per week. Not some weird bank week. We're talking per American week. 
one to four drinks per week. What am I going to do with one to four drinks per week? Like, either drink or don't. You know what I mean? One to four drinks per week. What am I going to wake up Monday morning, shotgun four beers, my left arm gets a little bit drunk, and I go right back to bed? Because the rest of the week's going to blow. <laughs> and the last option on there was 12 to question mark. And I guarantee I drink more than question mark a week. <laughs> And I, again, I'm not saying it's cool, but sometimes like, I'm out every night, I do stand-up every night, sometimes I'll have like 50. Try putting that on there. I made my own little line, and I put 50. <laughs> my own little space, and I gave it to a doctor, and a doctor, an educated person, is looking at this, staring at me with a broken leg, and like, you have 50 goddamn drinks a week? And you could just see, in his, you could see it in his face, he wanted to be like, hey, dum-dum, maybe if you didn't have 50 drinks a week, you wouldn't have fallen down the stairs and broken your leg like a fucking moron. But he can't say that. He's got to say something like, whoa, well, that's a weird number. Did you accidentally put a zero after five, which is already too many? <laughs> it's harsh. It's frustrating. You realize something about yourself. You're like, oh, maybe I should chill out. And then as I'm thinking that, I'm like, wait, don't I get pain pills for this? Fuck yeah, I do. Crush those up, snort them at a party, you know what I mean? And I don't have health insurance. Everybody kept bringing that up, too. Oh, you don't have health insurance. That sucks. I know that. <laughs> I knew that right when I broke my leg. <laughs> right when I was like, oh, shit, it's broken. I don't have health insurance. That sucks. Hopefully they can get the bone back inside my skin at some point. <laughs> what? I, it was my leg. Yeah, I know. It was a bummer. And everybody, everybody that got their hands on my chart, they said that, which I don't think it's just written on your chart like in bold lettering, hey, he doesn't have health insurance. So that means they were like kibitzing and talking shit about me or something. Like, hey, go look at the guy in room 12. He doesn't have health insurance. He's over 30. The dirtbag. And the last, girl, <laughs> the last girl that said it was an x-ray tech, she just came up. She's like, oh, you don't have health insurance. That's such a bummer. And I go, I don't know why you think that's a bummer. I'm never going to pay this bill. Thought didn't even cross my mind. Those are just numbers on a big piece of toilet paper. That's what those are. I had a meeting, me and my damn self, we had a meeting together, and we decided that we're going to keep this specific hospital visit for the low, low price, very low price of on the motherfucking house. We're happy about it. <laughs> we're thrilled with our decision. I just don't have any money. Like, there's a, you can call me and ask me for money X amount of times. It's never just going to be there. Like, I, my student loans are calling me, too. I went to two years of state university in South Dakota, didn't graduate, but they still call me, and they want their money back. I just don't see how they think that's going to happen. <laughs> like, I didn't graduate. You can see that right there. Like, I didn't graduate. I didn't get what I wanted out of the deal. I don't see why you should get what you want out of the deal. You bet on the wrong horse. That's your fault, not me. <laughs> I wish I would have graduated, but they'll call me like, Mr. Jordan, you owe $9,682.76. You just want to pay that with a check over the phone today? <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. But it turns out I'm not a Coke dealer, so... How about we just keep it at an even $40 a month until I die? Can we do that? <laughs> so harsh. I hate it. Every, like every month, it's like $110. I'm like, the bill is never going down. I was, at, um, I was at the comedy club a while back. What's up with that tiger, though? That's dope. Like the best audience member I've ever had. Anyway, I was at the comedy club a while back. And shake hands after the show is just what you do. Like you hang out, shake hands, which is dope. But somebody, a friend of mine, who I haven't seen in a long time, they were at the show, and I was like, oh, hey, Steven, what's up? And he comes in, he's got like a high, high hand like this, and he goes, hey, man, what's up? Don't worry, my hand's kind of wet, but don't worry, it's water, it's not piss. 
He just shook my hand, and that's how he prefaced it. So let's assume he shook my hand and didn't say that, and I just shook his hand and his was kind of wet. Not even for a fraction of a second would I have thought that that was piss all over his hand. Of course it's not piss all over your hand. We're, we weren't in prison. I wasn't doing a stand-up show at prison. What kind of godless barbarian would go to the bathroom, piss all over their hand, walk by all three of the sinks in the men's bathroom at Helium Comedy Club, just like, you know what? Fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. I'm just going to keep my hand all covered in piss. I'm just going to air dry it like a debutante. That's what I'll do. I'll just go and just shake hands with strangers. Of course you didn't just piss all over your hand. I've been going to the bathroom for a long time. <laughs> 33 years, to be exact. Never have I accidentally pissed all over my hand. You know how hard that would be to do? To get enough for someone to notice to where you should like justify it right before you shake their hand? Hey, I got a ton of piss on my hand. Sorry. Every single light in this building is busted. So I just kind of guessed. Lucky it even made it out the jeans. You'd have to be, it, to pee all over your hand, you'd have to be standing there, just going to the bathroom, going to the bathroom, bam, whoa, <laughs> why would I be doing that? That's crazy. Look at this accident, look at this accident, dude. Such a gnarly accident, why am I, whoa, I'm leaning back, why am I leaning back? And now I got some cupped, now I have a handful of pee. How am I gonna get out of the bathroom? Oh, hey dog, you wanna get the door for me? Come on. Dude, your hair looks amazing. Get the door for me. I got a microphone in one hand, a handful of piss in the other, and my worst enemy is waiting for me in the hallway. Should do that, though. I have, I've done it a couple times. Like, not with actual, but with, like, water. But don't say anything to somebody. Like, aggressively wet. Like, I've left my hand pretty wet. And just after a show, like, hey, what's up? I don't know. What do you think it is? <laughs> we don't know each other. Could be clear mustard. You have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> When I first moved here, since we're on the subject of pee, when I first moved here, um, the landlord that was gonna set, that was gonna rent us the apartment, she brought she brought her dog, which I didn't realize this was the city where you just bring your pets everywhere, which I'm fine with. That's dope. I like seeing animals. But she brought her dog, and the first thing I see in the living room of what would be my brand new apartment, I walk in and her dog is just pissing all over the carpet, <laughs> and she stops. She goes, "Oh my God, he never does that." Really? Because he's doing it right now. I've met that dog one time, and 100% of the times I've met him, he's been pissing all over my carpet. To me, it looks like that's all he does. Just a little side note, I don't normally tell that part, but I was really liking the pee stuff, so I figured, hey, why not? I am from South Dakota. I like, uh, I like going back over the holidays. It's, kinda, it's one of the nice things about doing stand-up. I just get to go home whenever I want and kind of work the Midwest a little bit. But the best thing about going back is I get to see what my mom still thinks I want for Christmas. It's the dopest thing in the world. What was it this year, you ask? It was a pair of Xbox 360 all-over print cotton boxers. Why in the world would I want Xbox 360 all-over print cotton boxers? Like, who? I'm 33. Just I got my own underwear sewn up. You know what I mean? I'll buy them. I don't need you doing it, Mom. Especially if they're novelty underwear. Like, she has to have known that I've had sex with at least one girl in my life, and I might again. What if I have those on? <laughs> That's really going to put the brakes on the sex that I was about to have when I take my jeans off. Oh, hey, what's up, baby doll? You see these? Xbox 360 all over print cotton boxers. What's up? 
How bad do you want them on the floor, girl? Yeah? I call them my Xboxers. Yeah. Now you want me to leave? All right, I'll get out of here. Cool. And I never even had an Xbox. Why would you get me those? That'd be like if I got my mom some sexy lingerie with pool tables all over it. Hey, Mom, what's that last present hidden under the tree? Why don't you crack it open? Yeah, you see that. It's sexy lingerie with pool tables all over it. Why don't you strap it on? Go snag me a stepdad. Get out there. And she did. I have a stepdad now. My parents, it's always weird to me. My parents, sorry, it's, I'm parched. It's very, I got like cotton mouth and I don't smoke pot. Anybody in here, I'm trying to gauge you guys. How many people in here uh, do smoke pot? Yeah, like a couple. It's fine. It should be legal. It's crazy to me that it's not. It's crazy to me that I can, uh, well, it will be shortly. But it's still, it's going to be like almost legal. Like I've been in Washington and stuff, and it's still, I don't know, it just still feels like you're doing something bad. It's insane to me. You guys are nice. Very quiet, really listening to me. Really hanging on my every word. Paid for the whole seat, but you're only going to need the edge tonight. Fuck the world. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, like, God damn it, I was going to say something. Oh, well, we'll talk about something else. I, um, when I was back, back home, too, I met my, uh, my ex-girlfriend, like the one that wrecked me. Like, you know, the girl that kind of ruined me. I think everybody has that one person that just really fucked them up for everybody else. Like she, now every time I go on a date with a girl, just like first date, we haven't even talked really yet, and I'm just looking at her like, hey, before we even order dinner, we're going to break up or get married. Why don't you fucking figure it out right now? <laughs> Oh, I guess we're going to break up. I'll eat all the Taco Bell myself, won't I? Sure. And she wanted me, she invited me to her wedding, like to meet the new guy. It's such a weird thing when girls do that. She's like, oh, you'll love him. You're going to love him. Really? Why would I like the guy that can do everything a little bit better than I can? I was like, what he is. He's the guy that you picked over me. Like, I'm just going to meet him. Hey, Mike. God, that's a senator's handshake right there. Oh, you are? You're a senator? Okay, tight. I've heard about you. You're the guy with two dicks, right? Yeah. <laughs> One big one and one bigger one. I get it, sure. We broke up because she wanted kids, and that was, I just, I don't know. I just don't want kids, and there's nothing wrong with it. Like, I'll still, I'll, I have friends, like, I'm 33, and I have friends that'll call me, and they'll just be like, hey, what's up? I'm having a kid. And my first response, I'm just like, whoa, that's so stupid. Why would you want to wreck everything like that? See, a lot of kids in here. I get it. And then I think, I reel it in, I'm like, well, maybe that's actually not that crazy. You're actually the perfect age to be having kids. Maybe what's actually crazy is drinking 40s all the time still, when you're 33 years old, going to Taco Bell like 15 times a week, taking sleeping pills every night just so you can't feel your feet, and then going to the Nike website and designing shoes you'll never be able to afford. Maybe. <laughs> maybe you should have a kid. Balance your shit out a little bit. <clears throat> played, uh, I played football in high school, and that was... I wasn't any good at it. Did anybody think I was before I said that? Like, what? <laughs> With that body? You look like you were eating linebackers for lunch, dude. So I played football in high school, and the whole point of like high school sports for me was to try to make friends. Like That was the whole point. I just didn't want to be that skateboard kid with acne that nobody liked. So I tried playing football, and I realized very quickly that people don't like you if you suck at football. All the other kids on the team, they just don't like that. So I tried to think of what I could do. I was like, what can I do to make these kids think I'm cool and in high school, I could do the splits, which is rad. I could do the splits three different ways. And people say, like, you can't do the splits three ways. It's bullshit. You got left leg cheerleader, right leg cheerleader, and Van Dam. Three ways to do the splits. And I had this thought to myself. I was like, you know what I'll do is I'm going to show up to football practice, and I'm going to show these fools I can do the splits three fucking ways. 
Like, that'll make me friends in no time. Because we all know no how nice all the kids on the high school football team are to the other boys that can do the splits <laughs> in South Dakota. But I did. I want you guys to picture this. I walked into football practice, like, onto the field in my football outfit. And that's how I know I wasn't good at it, by the way, because I just called it a football outfit. <laughs> I believe they're called uniforms. I'll never know. But I walked on, and I was like, hey, what's up, dudes? Straight into the splits. Picture that. In full padding in front of 60 dickheads, and I'm just doing the splits, left leg cheerleader style. And I did not get any friends. You know what I got? I got a lot of nicknames. And they weren't fun ones either, like Heat Wave or Overdrive. Or like Showtime. How dope would that be if my nickname was Showtime after that? Oh, damn. Look at Showtime on the 50-yard line doing the splits with that dick that's way too big for his body. Look at that. <laughs> How's he going to walk around with that thing for the rest of his life? So talented and confident. He looks hilarious, too. That kid. Get rid of that acne and he's going to be somebody. So I had to tell my dad I was going to quit, obviously. I'm not going back to football after that. I quit. I quit the next day. And I remember telling my dad, I go, hey, dad, I'm going to quit football. Uh, I did the splits at practice yesterday. <laughs> I never want to talk about it. I don't care how drunk you get, how hard you're crying. I never want to talk about it. And uh, he goes, well, I got to tell you, bud, I'm a little disappointed I didn't raise a quitter, is what he said. And that hurt. That cut me a little deep. And I kind of, I was little. I was like 17, impressionable. So I, could, I looked down and I had a gut check. I kind of puffed out my chest, squared up my jaw. I go, you know what, Dad? You're right. You didn't raise a quitter. Mom raised a quitter. <laughs> Come on. You didn't raise shit. You were never around. You guys aren't going to go with me on this next part, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to tell it anyways. <clears throat> people say, they're like, oh, shouldn't tell that joke. My dad passed away about 10 years ago. And people are like, oh, you shouldn't tell that. It's, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's rude or whatever. And I honestly, I think if there is an afterlife and my dad heard that joke, that he's looking up and he's laughing right now. <laughs> Nobody ever goes with me on that. You guys didn't know my dad. He was an asshole. Tense. All right, all right, we'll ease the tension. We'll get past it. I don't like sushi. A lot of people can't handle that, especially in this city. Tell somebody you don't like sushi. I dare you to tell someone you don't like sushi. See what they do. They're just like, oh, well, lose my fucking number then, dog. Oh, you don't like sushi? Turns out you don't like me or anything I'm about. Get the fuck out of my face. I'll tell people that, like, hey, Sean, you want to go get lunch? Yeah, sure, let's go get lunch. One thing, I just don't want to go get sushi. I don't like sushi. Part of me, I just don't like it. People look at me like I just admitted to a murder or something. Like, what? I'm like, yeah, I don't like it. And they go, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> oh, do I? 33 bullets in the clip of life. I think I know if I do or do not like fucking sushi. And I don't. Nothing about it sounds fun to me. But I'll tell them that. I just explain, like, no, I don't, look, I don't like cold. I don't like anything. I don't trust anything that can't get better with a microwave. I just don't trust it. <laughs> and people, they'll go, they're like, actually, you do like sushi. You just need to, you need to try my sushi guy. He's the best. That's terrible logic. If you're the best at something I hate, that means I hate you the most. <laughs> I bet my dad's looking up and laughing at that, too. Got you on the second one. Second one worked. I didn't, uh, this, it's weird, like, getting up in front of strangers doing stand-up, I love it. I always love doing this. I didn't always have a lot of confidence, though, like, growing up, and 
it's still to the point where I just, I've kind of landed on the fact that I'll never have confidence with women. Like I'll never be able to just walk up to a girl and be like, hey, what's up? How you doing? Never am I going to be able to do that. And I still, I get nervous when girls even talk to me. Like I was talking, I was sitting in a bar a while back and a girl just came up out of the blue and started talking to me, which was insane. I still can't believe it when that happens. So she's talking for like an hour and then she, after a while she's like, hey, let's go to your house, finish up the night. And I got, I got super nervous. I started pitting out, blinking all fast. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> like I just hit a crack pipe. I was like, oh, I, don't, I don't know. You smell me? Do I stink? Do I stink? Am I blinking? And <laughs> I was trying to be cool, but I didn't have shit to say. I was like, well, let's go to your house. Maybe that'd be better. She goes, well, you know, my roommate's boyfriend's in town. They're probably going to be humping all over the house because that's all they do. Like, lucky them. Cool. Let's tie it. Um, all right, I thought about it, and we can, we'll go to my house. We can go to my house, but we've got to be really quiet because my two roommates have a son, and it's me. So. <laughs> Got to watch out, though. They also hump all over the house. All right, I'm going to do one more joke. We got one more in us? Yeah? Cool. It's warm in here. I just, yeah, I noticed that when I came back out, or when I came in from the outside. That's not the last joke. Don't worry. That's, <laughs> that's just a simple observation that I made, and it took me 25 minutes to bring it up. I have red eyes. I recently I went to the optometrist and I spent $400 on a pair of glasses. $400 on glasses. That's fucking insane to me. But I wanted to go get glasses because I have red eyes all the time and everybody thinks it's because I smoke pot. And I don't. Again, I have nothing against it, but I just don't. I don't like people thinking I do, though, because they come up to you and they say the dumbest shit like, oh, what's up, dog? You got them red ass eyes. <laughs> just like implying like right away, like, oh, what's up? You want to go shred up some lettuce, dude? You want to go mow the lawn? You get it? And then I have to tell strangers, I'm like, actually, no, it's a ruptured blood vessel. How gross is that? I have to tell that to strangers all the time. And then I say that, I'm like, oh, it's a ruptured blood vessel. And they're like, oh, gross. Like backing up, like, yeah, you can't catch it. Like, I get it. I know it's gross. It's my weird, gross eye. So I went, I went to the optometrist, which, by the way, somebody, I was like, yeah, I'm going to the optometrist. They go, actually, it's the ophthalmologist. Oh, is it? Well, why don't you fuck off? Because now it's the eye doctor for the rest of my life. <laughs> Now I'm just going to sound stupid forever because I'm going to call it the eye doctor on purpose. So I went to the eye doctor. And I go, hey, my eye is gross. It's like I got this weird red spot in my gross eye. Could you have like a gross remover? A little whiteout pen? A little Tide stick? Something you just do get the gross out of there? And she told me it was a ruptured blood vessel. And then another thing that I found out is that I'm legally blind, which I'll never understand because it's got the word blind in it. And I could see her. <laughs> what world does that make sense in? I didn't graduate, but I did get two years of state university at South Dakota, and they did teach me that when the word blind is in something, it means you can't fucking see it. And I'm, like, I'm looking right at her. I'm like, lady, I can see you, all right? I can see that you're wearing pleated khakis in the year 2015. What the fuck is wrong with you? Go to the Old Navy across the hall because I'm too broke to go to a real doctor and pick up some real fucking khakis, ditch the turtleneck, and maybe I'll trust what you're saying. And I, I just didn't know what it meant. I was like, what's legally blind? She goes, well... It, uh, it has to do with your depth perception. It's, it's all, it's off. It's very off. And I still didn't get it. I go, just treat me like I'm dumber than you think I am and tell me what that means. And she goes, well, let's put it this way. You'll never be a quarterback or a pilot. <laughs> you know how I knew I was never going to be a quarterback or a pilot? Because I'm 33 years old and I'm not a quarterback <laughs> or a pilot. Who the fuck wakes up on their 34th birthday like, oh, what? His hand's getting a little cold. You know what this little dick beater is missing is a Super Bowl ring. What? Yuck. Yuck. 
Stiff arm, get the fuck out of my way. I'm on the way to the plane because I'm flying to every gig too. All right, thank you guys very much. I've been Sean Jordan. Thank you so much for coming out. This was fantastic. Thank you. All right, that was really fun. Thank you, everybody, for coming. We really appreciate it. And uh, let's just give it up one more time for all the comedians. Thank you.